0: really. And the extraordinary thing about this is that uh, there were people injured, but quite few in number 16 or so. Yeah. And that seems to be it. I mean, it seems an extraordinarily good result.
1: It does. And to be fair, I mean, there were a lot of hotel stuff they were all running around trying to direct people whether successfully or not um it did feel like there was there was a big presence of of firemen um i mean i guess if there were a time for it to happen new year's eve where there was that huge fireworks display is a good time for it to happen it is an extremely good result and very good work from them if it if that is true
0: and did you get the bottle of champagne with you as you left
1: unfortunately not that didn't quite make the, the list of variables unfortunately
0: What a start to the year for that family. That was uh, Angus Vila there. Well, for the latest on what's happening in Dubai, I spoke to a journalist,
1: Marcus George, who's based there. I've just been speaking to uh, somebody who lives just opposite in the Burj Khalifa itself uh, which is very close about four or five hundred meters away and he told me he the last time he saw it was 15 minutes ago when he left his apartment and uh, the fire is now pretty much out um, and that there are a few two or three sporadic fires very isolated and higher floors uh, and he sent me some pictures to show me uh, but basically it's been put out finally after about 20 hours or so of hard work by uh, firefighting teams but but uh uh the damage that these photos show Really considerable from the lower levels of the building. This is a 63 story uh, luxury hotel and apartment block, as you've already heard. And it, it goes from the very bottom almost to the very top, so to about the 55th floor or thereabouts. So it is very significant indeed and extraordinary that nobody was killed. Exactly. What have
0: you got on the casualties? Because I think when this initial claim was made very quickly that there were only 14 or 16 injured, I think, yeah, some people were thinking, really? But it, it seems to be the case.
1: Yeah, I think so. I, I, it's. I think. I think probably uh, what we're talking. I've heard uh, some sources talking about uh, about fifty to sixty light injuries, so from smoke inhalation to trips to falls, that kind of thing, to squ- uh, people panicking uh, and and all those things that go with uh, that kind of movement, mass movement of people in a very short time. But yes, it is extraordinary that so far we've only had, I, th- I guess, one serious injury: a man uh, having a heart attack uh, involved in uh, escaping the building so it is extraordinary but so I think the authorities are, are, are absolutely relieved but they'll be wondering what on earth happened last night and how is it possible that a fire can spread so quickly in the matter of two minutes from going to an outbreak to going up some 30 floors or so. And that was uh, Marcus George there in Dubai. Well how can you
0: prevent this kind of thing happening or at least prevent any problems once it has happened simon lay is a fellow of britain's council on tall buildings and he's got over 20 years experience in fire safety design for skyscrapers and he's built helped help build some very tall buildings such as the shard in london and others in the middle east and dubai i asked him what factors have to be thought about when trying to make these kind of buildings safer
2: we always start from how we're going to get people out of the building um, so we kind of design tall buildings from the inside out to make sure that uh, we have enough staircase capacity and the such like to get people out. Then we think about how we're going to detect fires and make sure we know when we've got a fire, so it could be properly evacuated. And then we think about some of the other factors, such as how we stop fires spreading through the building, um, and what sort of systems, like smoke control systems and sprinkler systems, we can use as well.
0: Now then, I understand that design of this kind did change after 9/11 and presumably the Twin Tower attack. So can you talk us through what's happened since then? What's been innovative since then?
2: One of the things that that, that particularly came out of, unfortunately, events like 9-11 was a a better focus on looking at buildings more individually and understanding the specific risks associated with each individual building to try and design those risks out, rather than sort of just saying, well, because a building is designed to fire code, it must be safe. Uh,
0: Presumably, there are some things you can't really uh, account for in terms of design or architecture. People panic, right? And there are, there are stories in, uh, coming out that in this fire in Dubai, people, of course, were panicking as they were trying to get out. There's not much you can do about that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean certainly we have to worry about how um, a crowd might respond to a fire situation. And, and panic is a, it's, it's, it's a natural response when people start seeing smoke and they're a little bit confused about how they're going to get out, and particularly in, in a hotel environment where you may have family members and such like you want to take account of. Um, so we, we do we do design for that though. We we do think about what would happen if there was a um, a crush of people. We do design escape routes to to take everybody in a in a controlled way to try and avoid the, the secondary effects of panic, which tend to be people being crushed and and such like.